Good morning. Our Old Testament lesson is found in Psalm 91 on page 589 of the Church Bible. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you, to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Here ends the Old Testament lesson. The epistle is found in Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through 23 on page 1117. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that, though you used to be slaves to sins, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer your selves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. 
What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here ends the reading. And in respect to the gospel, please rise. Gospel is found in Matthew 10, verses 5 and 21 to 33. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. And then 21. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care and even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Please be seated. grace of God and the peace of God and the mercy of God, the love of God, the unconditional love of God is yours in Jesus Christ. We're going to look at a section of scripture, Psalm 92. I'd like to read these verses from Psalm 92. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Well, the title of the message this morning is Growing. It could also be entitled Forever Young. 
Here's a riddle for you. What is it that everybody wants, but almost everyone is afraid of? You know the answer? Old age. As proof of that, being something that everybody wants, I want you to raise your hand if you want to live to be to a ripe old age. I thought so. <laughs> Who doesn't want to live a long life? It's a blessing, isn't it, to be able to live a long life? Think of the words of the fourth commandment. It talks about that as a blessing. Honor your father and mother. Why? That it may go well with you and you may live long on the earth. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands on the second question that I asked. Who here is afraid of growing older? Because that maybe is just a little bit too personal. So when are you old? There was a survey that was done recently of, I'll call them kids, <laughs> kids under the age of 30. And more than half of them said, you are old when you are over 60. Yeah. When are you old? You may think that this is just semantics on my part, but I'm going to maintain that you don't get old. You only get older. What's the difference? Well, you are always in the process, always in the process of becoming older no matter what your age is. The only time you are quote-unquote old is when you have stopped growing older. In other words, the day you die. Then you have crossed over the threshold and become old. You've reached the end. Listen to what Billy Graham had to say about becoming older. He wrote about this in his book called Nearing Home. And, and in it, he talks about growing older and the, the older adult generation, of which I will proudly say I am a member of. And that being older, it, it's authentic, and, and it's genuine, and it's valuable, and it is beautiful. And he says to those of us who are older, the older generation may have a hard time keeping up with the younger, but let's remember that as long as we are still breathing, we are leading the way. The generation that follow, generations that follow are learning about growing older from us. Well, how do you do that? How do you grow older gracefully? How do you overcome the fears that accompany growing older. You know, you know, all the losses, all the changes that you have to go through and will go, go through inevitably, and not let that be the focus of your life. What does God-pleasing aging or growing older look like? Well, the Bible certainly has a lot to say about it. And don't be surprised at that. Don't be surprised, too, that the Bible has a very positive outlook on growing older. Remember, it's a blessing to grow 
older. Today's text from Psalm 92, case in point. Listen again to the words. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. And I like this next line. They are ever full of sap <laughs> and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no righteousness in him. Now here's what I, how I would sum up what the writer of Psalm 92 is saying about growing older, that the key to growing older in a God-pleasing way is to keep growing in your connection, your faith, your knowledge of him. Especially, I think I draw that conclusion from these words of the psalm, where it talks about us being planted in the house of the Lord. Do you want to know how to age gracefully? Let the Lord teach you how to age gracefully. Every day with him is an opportunity for him to teach so that you can learn how to grow older gracefully. How to shift your focus from all of the worries and all of the concerns and all of the changes that come with growing older and instead to learning more about Jesus. Just watch all of the ways that you start feeling young again when you spend time learning more about the Lord. From Isaiah, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Or as it says in Psalm 92, the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They flourish in the courts of our God. So here's a question for you. No matter what your age is, okay? No matter how old you are. What should you be doing now to prepare to grow older? The answer? Keep developing your walk with the Lord. Grow in your knowledge of the Lord. And the only way that I know to do that is to spend time with him in his word. Because there is where God teaches us and helps us learn to know him better. Read the word daily. And then as you read sections of scripture, ask these kinds of questions. What is this passage teaching me about my God? What is this passage teaching me about his faithfulness, about his power, about his presence in my life? What is this passage teaching me about his grace and his forgiveness toward me in Jesus? That's how you grow in the Lord. And in addition to gaining more knowledge about the Lord, seek to grow in these three habits. You know, good habits don't just happen, do they? You have to be intentional about them, don't you? 
in order to develop a good habit. So these are deliberately established and they, they stem from our growing in our knowledge of the Lord. Develop the habit of trust. Develop the habit of praise. Develop the habit of hope. Trust, praise, hope. Make those three habits. You can find all three of these habits expressed in Psalm 71. That's another one of these great psalms. Read it often. It will aid you in growing older, in developing the habits of trust and praise and hope. From Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. The psalm writer trusts in God, doesn't he? Based on what he knows, what he's doing is he's making it a habit of whenever the skies darken in his life, whenever it gets stormy in his life, he's making it a habit that the first place he turns, the first one he goes to, is his Lord. Now his habit of praise comes out clearly in these words. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. You know, as an older person, if you ask me, and if I'm in that mood, I can complain a lot and tell you about all my aches and all my pains. I can do that. But rather than grumble and complain about everything, develop the habit of looking to see what God has done in your life that day and what God has provided for you that day and what God is doing for you that day. Find something good in each day that God has done and then praise God for it. And I guarantee you, since God is good every day, you'll be able to find at least one thing that he has done in your life, which is good. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts, he says, all day long. And listen to his habit of hope. For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. Instead of focusing on his promises, on his problems, he's focused on God and his promises and his hope is based on God's faithfulness and that God will make all things work together for his good. And at the center of these three habits of trust and praise and hope is Jesus. Because you see, unlike us, Jesus never ages. Does he? Hebrews 13, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So no matter how old you become, he will always be there for you. No matter how old you become, he 
will always love you. No matter how old you become, he will always forgive you. No matter how old you come, no matter how old, much you change, he doesn't. And he never will. And no matter how old you become, you can always do something to serve him. Listen again to Psalm 92. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. What fruit can you bear? You can bear the fruit of praying for others. You can bear the fruit of modeling what a life of faith looks like to your children and to your grandchildren and to your great-grandchildren. You can bear fruit by sharing the story, his story, of his love for you and for the person you're talking to as well. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And because there is no unrighteousness in our God, because he is our rock, no matter what your answer is to, as to when you become old, the God who loves you with an everlasting love promises us this in Isaiah chapter 46 to grow older on. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. So for all of you who are older, with that promise, let's keep leading the way for the generation that is coming behind us in our, in our knowledge of Jesus, in our habits of trust and praise and hope until the day when we become old the day we die. No, the day we become forever young. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.